good old Tyler Childers' long, violent history uh, that we're currently living in. Probably going to get worse. Hi, everybody. How are you? Welcome back. Uh, I'm going to do another quick, short bitch session where I'm going to get, you know, upset and unleash my feelings. Uh, house arrest podcast. Um, <laughs> some of the guys in the chat here. I like to do them live for, you know, for some of the audience because it's, it's just easier for me. It's weird to, to, to talk to myself in the dark, so I do it this way. Uh, you know, a little less intense than the, the regular. I did upload uh, Friday night's RageCast 103 to Podbean, Spotify, Apple, all that crap. So if you want to download that and listen to it on your own time, go right ahead. Just uh, don't do it near anyone whose relationship you strongly value because they're going to have serious doubts about your mental sanity, your emotional stability, <laughs> and maybe your very soul. That could be it. I mean, besides that. <laughs> it's the weekend. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Um, I'm okay. Some interesting things I want to talk about. You know, more government. Yay. It just never stops, especially out in eastern Canada. It's crazy the polarization you can have from one end of the country to the other, the differences. Jesus. You know, and uh, <clears throat> on a personal note, had a bit of a health scare over this weekend. I don't want to get into too many details, but uh, it was pretty severe. Um, but, uh, you know, that isn't really the point. The point is when you have, you know, close calls like that, you can, um, really helps you appreciate things that matter, things that don't matter. Um, you know, what you're doing, you know, you reflect on a lot of things, I suppose. And one of those things that's, that's important is, uh, you know, your friends and family and your community and the people you share the world with. And, uh, you know, they just don't get it. These people just don't, uh, they don't get it. And by them, I mean, you know, the government that think they can do whatever they want. Now we have, in Nova Scotia, Chief Medical Officer, the obese uh, Santa Claus, Dr. Robert Strang, um, he thinks it's his job to tell you what you can do and not do with your own children, who can visit their own family members, uh, you know, and if you were, there's more, again, more restrictions. There's less and less restrictions in Western Canada and more and more in Eastern Canada, because that makes sense. There's new restrictions, uh, from Halifax today, uh, published a few hours ago, new restrictions for child custody visits out of province workers that began on Monday. Why wouldn't there be? They think it's okay. They think it's fine. They think it's their job to legislate and dictate to you what you can do with your own family, who can see their own children. When you can do it, how you're going to do it, you need you need more COVID testing and more isolation and more all this crap, you know. <clears throat> and um, that's that's what it's all about. Your friends and your family and the people you love and care about, and uh, they're getting in the way of that. It's more important that they uh, <laughs> participate in their fantasy world, um, you know, because they're saving their 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 plan to save lives, which they're actually causing more death. Then it, you know, <laughs> their plan is to, to save lives by ruining lives. So we're going to save you from yourselves by not letting you have a life of any kind of meaning or significance or value. Um, we're going to deprive you of your freedom of movement, your freedom of association, your ability to spend time with your children, with your loved ones, with your family, your parents, your grandparents. You maybe have somebody in a hospital, somebody. The government thinks it's their job to do this. And shockingly, a large portion of the population is okay with it. 
They they like it. They've been conditionally. You know, you read about uh, back in the day, and I'm talking about like the 50s and 60s, and maybe even before that, um, when when public school was brought in to society. That uh, no longer we're not going to have the community schoolhouses, the one room schoolhouse. You know, you had somebody. My grandfather was a school teacher, taught uh, you know great you know kindergarten all the way to grade twelve in a one room schoolhouse by himself, and he did a great job. That's that's taken away, and now we have state run education, and people at the time expressed concern that this isn't education. What what they're continually teaching more and more and more is is uh, subservience and obedience training. This is a this is an institution where you get very basic to little knowledge. You read and write and like as George Carlin said, they're just making people just smart enough to work the machines and do the jobs and pay the taxes, but not smart enough to actually participate or or get involved with anything. Because they don't do they teach you how money works? They teach you how the political system works, what the left and right spectrum is? Nope. They teach you how the law works? Not really. No. They teach you anything useful, like how to how to grow food, find you know, hunt. Nope. They don't even teach physical fitness or self defense or anything anymore. It's optional. <laughs> you can just show up, be an obese pile of a mess of a child, and that's child abuse. It's like, well, that's who he is. No, being a three hundred pound fifteen year old is not who he is. He's dying. <laughs> Help him. Well, we don't want to be mean. We're all about feelings here now. And that's the world we've built. That's the world we live in now. It's more important to have feelings than, uh, you know, don't hurt anybody's feelings, even apparently at the cost of your entire civilization. But because it doesn't happen overnight and it takes generations, decades for these things to, uh, you know, the fruits of this corruption to grow and, you know, mature, they think it's not real. It's not happening. You can point to isolated situations and go, look at this. This is a symptom of this or that. Well, no, that, you know, now everything's fine. Everything's not fine. It's slowly, it's been slowly devolving and degenerating for decades, and now it's been rapidly happening for the last five or six years. A lot of people are now just starting to notice what many of us have been saying for a long, long time. And uh, unfortunately, it's probably too late to stop any of it. But, um, yeah, so there's restrictions on... You know, if you're from out of the province of Nova Scotia, New Brunswick is similar, and I think I think the entire Maritimes is completely insane and lost its mind. Um, it, <laughs> to leave going into Nova, as many of you know, I, I split time between Saskatchewan and, and Nova Scotia. I have friends and family that live in Nova Scotia, and uh, entering Nova when you when you fly into or drive into Saskatchewan, for example, uh, you just get there and then you go mind your business and uh, it's pretty much normal except for the odd person you see you know covering their face head to toe in, in plastic and masks and all <laughs> because they think they live in a movie <clears throat> but when you go into nova scotia there is checkpoints there's police there's scanners there's a there's a, a qr code you need to scan and go to a website on your phone, fill out some paperwork, an application, your name, your address, your phone number, where you're going to be, how long you're going to be there, where you're going to self-isolate, and where the police can come and check up on you for the 14 days that you're there. And they want you to, um, you know, digitally check in with the government every day to tell them where you are and what you're doing and what your symptoms are and all this kind of shit. For the record, I haven't done it once. You have to call us. No, I, I absolutely don't. And I d have never done it. And they've never come to check on me once.
So they're taking it. To, but the fact it's like coming into North Korea. This is my country. Like, I've flown into a lot of other countries, and this isn't Canada anymore. This is crazy. And it's like that in a, in a lot of places, but but Nova Scotia especially, the Maritimes especially is. Re- there's checkpoints between the, between the provinces, between New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. There's a another checkpoint. Cops, CBSA, pull over, sir, for inspection, papers, please. It's not an exaggeration. Go there, go there right now. If you don't believe me, that's the situation. And if I wanted to go to New Brunswick or Nova Scotia, if you're in one of those other provinces, to spend a couple of days with some people and see, well, you're gonna have to isolate 14 days first. And then when you go back, you're going to have to isolate 14 days again because you went across this magic line where, you know, COVID gets you or something. Because that, that line on the map, uh, the virus is very concerned about that line on the map. It's, it, you know, and, and the people giving you this advice, I'm going to play this in a second because, you know, people don't believe me or they don't want to believe me or they just, you know, they're, they're caught up in the hysteria maybe. I don't know. But um, for those of you watching, you can you can see this. I played this on Friday, I think, on the on the stream. Um, th- this is <laughs> this is the guy himself. This Doctor Strang, Doctor Strang, big fatty fat fat, uh, is going to tell you right now that um, the flu no longer exists. He's never seen it before, but I guess there's no flu anymore. It just doesn't exist anymore. And the cold, yeah, that doesn't exist either. And if you have flu or cold symptoms, is as we're in, you know, flu influenza, you know, in, in cold, you know, seasonal illness season. If you have any symptoms like that, oh, you got a runny nose, you got a sore throat, you're coughing, you got a little bit of a fever, you know, like back in the, when the world was sane, and someone said those things, you go, oh, yeah, you got a cold, or so you just lay down, you'll be fine today or two, you're all right. No, that that's COVID now, you know. So I mean, <laughs> let me just let you. He'll just say it for you. These are the people making the rules, guys. For those groups as well. For the general public, uh, I mentioned earlier uh, this week about that we've seen people going to work with cold and flu-like symptoms. But the reality is that we have we have no flu. We have this. I've been working here for 20 years, and the the first year we have had zero lab-confirmed cases of influenza. We have very low numbers of other cold viruses around. So if somebody has even very mild cold-like symptoms, there's a strong possibility that you may have COVID-19. Oh. So even if you have a single mild symptom, uh, or a, like a sore throat, or maybe you have a sore throat and a bit of a stuffy nose, that could be COVID. So symptoms that, that you may think that we were hearing lots of stories, people saying, oh, I just got a bit of a cold. I can still go to work or, or go out and be active. You can't. Even with very mild symptoms, even a single symptom, you need to stay home, book a test, and make sure you don't have COVID-19 before you go back to work and, and resume any other activities. It's also important that workplaces need to continue to include COVID-19 protocols. Including- yeah, I mean, you heard that, right? Like, there's, there's no flu. Like, this guy's brain doesn't work. His brain doesn't work. I've been working, quote, I've been working here for 20 years. I've never seen this before. We have basically no cases of influenza anymore. And if you have, I'm paraphrasing now, if you have symptoms of the cold, runny nose, stuffy nose, you probably, most likely, very good chance you have COVID-19. Has it ever occurred to you? Dr. McFatty Fat, 
And, and yes, I'm mocking you because you're a fat guy and you're a fucking doctor. You, uh, you're supposed to be, uh, your profession, your life is dedicated to public health and you can't even take care of yourself. What is that about? How many of these health ministers around the world, like, are they all, the Belgian one is like 500 pounds. <laughs> oh. Like, how seriously am I supposed to take your, you don't even, <laughs> you can't even take care of yourself. You know, I don't care if somebody wants to be a big fat mess. That's their, that you know, that's that's their concern. You want heart disease and diabetes and you know die early and have a shitty quality of life and you know depression and all kinds of health problems and you know just be incredibly you know the opposite of resilient and robust and just you know basically be a burden and that's on and be a lazy slob. That's that's on you if that's how you want to. That's fine. I don't care, but don't also be a doctor and then tell me what to do to stay healthy. That's a you know. I don't, I don't, do I need to explain uh, more than that? I don't, I hope not. And that's the guy, these are, these are the people making these, making these uh, demands. He didn't say, you, you suggest, if you have symptoms, you should stay home. You, you know, it, it's not recommended. You don't go to work. He said, you can't go to work. You can't because I said so. So now the government is telling you, and this is the same government that sat on its hands when 22 people were massacred by uh, Gabriel Wartman. They're, so they're incapable of protecting you at all anyway. <laughs> That's why I'm a uh, firearms advocate, and I think that we should have a, uh, you know, a, a, a right similar to the United States, or maybe identical, where you have the right to self-defense, and you have the right to protect yourself at all times. Had that been the case, that guy probably would have been stopped much sooner, but you know, we live in a country of cowards and uh, weaklings. That are scared of everything, scared of their own shadow. They're so scared of everything, the very idea of taking personal responsibility for their own protection in their own life is terrifying. It's just, whoa, no, no way. Everybody's scared of guns, especially in Eastern Canada. It's hilarious. Those are the people you want to trust. No motive, no follow-up, no, you know, they were caught destroying evidence. So they, they can't keep anybody safe. It's not the government's job to keep you safe. But they th that this is how it's going to go now. And they're going to tell you when you can work, how, where you can work. They're going to reduce her. And now th that's not enough. They're going to get into your life and tell you what you can do with your life. Now your own children. So if you're, um, you know, a parent like myself and you have uh, maybe you work or live in one province and your family and children are in another. Now there's even more restrictions. Uh, I had I posted about this on in social media and people telling me, you know, like uh, my kid's father lives here and we're there and they can't see each other because I don't want to put my kids through all these COVID testing and isolation and all this bullshit. And, and he can't come here because he works. Hey, can I take a month off work? Because I have to isolate 14 days when I get there, take a bunch of tests. And then when I come back, I got to do it again. No, just just don't have a family. And my point is, like and I said earlier, yeah, I had a. I had a situation this weekend at a pretty fucking scary health scare um your life can be over like that and a all of a sudden you're like well that's it you know i was pretty sure i was done for but uh <laughs> fortunately i'm okay uh you know that that's what it's all about it can be over like that and they think they have the authority to take that away from you to take the things in your life that matter we're not talking, they didn't cancel some hockey games. They canceled your entire life. Your job is impacted. Your social uh, life is impacted. Your romantic life is probably impacted. Imagine trying to date right now. 
Oh my god. You're basically relegated, especially if you're in the East, you're, you're relegated. Wherever you're at, that's where you're staying. Nobody's going to any other provinces anymore. Those co those economies are completely destroyed. Tourism was a big part of, you know, the Maritimes. That's over. Forget about that. They're idiots. The uh, airport in Cape Breton is closed. Now there's just no plan. If you're in Cape Breton and you have a business or, an well, there's no air travel anymore. We're going back to the 1930s. We don't have airplanes anymore. So if you want to go to Cape Breton, from, you're going to have to fly to Halifax and then drive the six hours to get there. You know, to Sydney or something, right? And then there's 1,500 people laid off at the Halifax airport. It's just going to keep going and going and going. The island PEI is on lockdown. It's just lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. You see a cat sneezing, it's lockdown. And I would like to, obviously there's, there's malicious people. There's there's malicious factors at work here, globally. Um, this entire situation we found ourselves in is extremely disingenuous and is is being pushed from far away by very rich and very powerful people. But at at this level, provincially, even at the national level, I don't I don't really believe any of these people have any idea what they're doing. Because I've talked and and interacted with a lot of other humans in my life, and most of them are are pretty stupid. They have no critical thinking ability at all. They're entirely self-consumed and selfish and worried about themselves all the time and uh, fitting in with the crowd and, like, just stupid nonsense. You know, their social media and, you know, these are not masterminds. Stephen McNeil, Dr. Strang, Justin Trudeau, Christopher, these are not mastermind people. They're not intelligent. They're put there because they're idiots and they're easy to control. You don't want, if you want to control a country, you don't put the people in charge. You don't put capable, resolved you know, characters with spines in there that are going to, you know, stick up for themselves. No, you want idiots you can walk all over that will do whatever you say. And they're all owned by, you know, very rich people. Um, our politicians are bought and sold at conferences and things like the World Economic Forum. You got, uh, you know, uh, CPAC and APAC in the States and all these, like, your votes don't matter. You can vote for whoever you want, but at the end of the day, the politicians don't answer to you. They answer to their uh, their sponsors, their corporations, their 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 funders and their backers and all that stuff. So there's really there's really no point. But I I don't think they're you know there's not some kind of secret. They're just they're just idiots and they're very uh, cowardly. That's another big thing about going back to the public school thing. They've made everybody. Uh, reliant on on the government, on the, the nanny state, the daddy state to take care of you. When the attitude prevailing in like the 50s or the 60s and my grandfather's generation was a man took care of himself and, you know, he took care of his own family and, uh, you know, that was it. That was what you were expected to do. Now it's the opposite. Now it's, if anything's wrong, you ask the government for help to the point that, uh, you know, well, just quit your job. Just get on CERB. Just get the relief money forever and ever and ever. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. we got a universal basic income coming in now. That was a conspiracy theory a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Like, that's they're going to do it someday. They're going to bring in the universal uh, basic income. And then everyone's reliant on the government and the state. And they won't, uh, then you're going to have an entire legion of people across the country that will do, um, th th they'll fight to protect it because they need it to live because they're lazy and they would rather stay home. I, I mean, some of them, right? A lot of people don't want to be there, but way too many people do. Way too many people are fine with just staying home and doing nothing. And like Elon Musk said in, in that other stream, you know, your economy, like, if you don't make things, if, you, if there's nobody out doing things and making things, there are no things. <laughs> so um, apparently the government of Canada thinks money comes from the sky. I really believe they do think this. I don't think anybody in there is intelligent.
Uh, Bill Morneau is a piece of garbage, but he, you know, he knows he knew how money worked at least, and he at least had the the you know the wherewithal to, to advise the liberal uh, cabinet that uh, you can't just borrow money forever and spend trillions of dollars to the moon. Uh, you're going to destroy us all. Uh, so he fired him, and then they borrowed tons of money, and they're spending you know trillions to the moon. We've got you know over a trillion dollars in debt now, and we're completely underwater. There's no way to recover. The economy will never recover. Even if it was at full power pre-COVID, this would be a mountain to climb economically. But now there's uh, we're approaching 10% unemployment across the country. I was it in the Great Depression? It was what 15%, 20%? I can't remember. But we're getting there. Oh, and uh, our oil industry, our oil and energy industry is completely destroyed and crippled. And uh, Exxon Mobil has left Alberta. It's dumping all of its holdings. It's one of the biggest uh, biggest energy companies in the world. And they were like, "Nah, you know what? We're out. This is a waste of time. This is a money pit." You know, how is this going to get better? One of the only ways that was the main driving force of our economy, and uh, we're going to replace it with windmills and solar panels and plant trees. Those don't keep your house warm. Ask Texas. So, <laughs> oh, and we're going to import millions and millions of people um, and put them on CERB, presumably, because, you know, most jobs are canceled because they're not essential. Government's very essential. We need them. We need Dr. Strang to tell you that you can see or not see your own children. Um, you know, we need Justin Trudeau to ban pellet guns and BB guns. That's we need that. Um, but you can't you can't run your business and feed your family. That's not a lot. No, it's, we don't need that. We don't need anybody working. And as this incredible tax burden or, or sorry, debt burden increases, how do you think they pay it? How do they service the debt? Just the interest alone is going to be billions of dollars a year. Uh, they have to tax you more money because that's where the government gets money from. They borrow money from the bank, spend it all, go broke, and then can't pay the debt, so they steal it from you. Uh, <laughs> and as the debt climbs, your taxes will go up also. Inflation becomes a problem because they're printing so much money. And the cost of living increases. It's just a it's a wonderful situation of... Um, Self-destruction. We're circling the drain here. And never mind. The, and then there's the vaccine nonsense. The, you know, the passports and all this crap. That was a conspiracy theory. That would never happen. Well, they're openly talking about doing it now. The UK, Australia, European countries. Some, I think, have already decided that yeah, straight up that's what they're doing. I can't recall which ones. Three or four now. Israel leading the way on that one. So... <laughs> What do you do about that? Um, man, it's it's hard. It's um, I I almost want to say because I I don't consider myself a weak person. I'm not an exceptionally strong person. I'm probably just by the metrics of living in society. I mean, I was in the military for a while. I was fought in a war, and I've had to deal with some shit. Um, but I'm no means like uh, you know. Marcus Aurelius <laughs> or something, right? But I have a difficult time dealing with this shit, so I can only imagine. Uh, physically, as far as, you know, physical comforts and, and that kind of thing, working outside, being cold, being hungry, um, you know, dealing with that kind of stuff, this is one of the easier times than ever to live. But mentally, 
and emotionally and spiritually for a lot of people, I don't, I can't really imagine how this could be more difficult. Or, I mean, I can, but it's, I don't, this has never been done before. It's 24 seven fear messaging and basically intimidation tactics by the state and the media all the time. The country's segregated. All the countries are segregated. Every, set, families are broken up and separated. You can't visit your, your dying family members in the hospital. You can go to the Super Bowl, though. That's fine. But you can't see your own dying family. Um, you know they, They're depriving those people who lived and worked loyally to this country, paid taxes their whole, their whole lives, and now they're on their deathbed, and they don't even get the courtesy of you know saying goodbyes and having their family with them as they die. Because Dr. O- obesity is afraid of the flu. Because at this point, if you, if you can't understand this, if you, if you can't see that all they did was rebrand, they just changed the flu to COVID, it, I, I mean, what's the th- you, can, you can lead a horse to water, right? But you can't force him to, dr- like, it's right there. So if, if there's people that are like, no, no, it's, uh, you're honestly telling me this is what you believe. And you probably believe other things, like if you pay money to the government, the weather will change for some reason, or you're a Nazi. That's that's a whole other bag. You believe that influenza, which has been here forever, and the cold forever, just general seasonal illness that we've always had our entire lives. I'm 35, well, not pretty soon, my birthday a couple weeks, I'll be 35. And my father and my mother and my surviving, you know, grandparents... Their entire lives. There's always been this thing called the flu and the cold and seasonal illness. That now doesn't exist. That's just gone now because some stupid people are wearing ineffective cloth masks that don't stop anything and actually make you more sick. Because you're breathing out your your, your expiring, uh, what's the word? Not expiring. <laughs> you're expunging. Uh, you know, your, your, your carbon dioxide and ger- and everything out of your body into the mask, which gets wet and moist and bacteria grows there and you're rebreathing it back in. You're touching your face. Your hands are touching the mask all day. Wearing a wet rag on your face is not good for you. I even saw them in the news. I talked about that before that they're, no, it is good for you. It's moisturizing or hydrating your lungs. You know how you hydrate your body? You drink water. So what, what else? If, you, if you're dehydrated, are we supposed to just pump water directly into the lungs? Is that how that works? Science is now pseudoscience. If you can't question the science and ask questions without every, with somebody going, no, no, that's racist. You're not, that's not science anymore. It's a cult. Science used to be, oh, hey, look. Here's the, uh, here's the situation. Here's what we think is going on. And then other people would challenge it and go, well, what about this or that? And then, well, yeah, let's figure it out. Let's do some tests. Let's see what reality is. Through trial and error, no, that's all over. There's just, this is how it is. And anyone that doesn't like it, despite your evidence, despite your data, despite your studies, despite your interviews, despite it all, nope, it's racist. Doesn't matter. (laughs) How do you deal with people like that? And now we have a country, a world, really, where you're either on that side or you're on this side. You're on the side that thinks you can pay money to the government and the weather will change. Um, you know, BLM is a righteous movement of, of uh, good people that just want 
racism to end. There's Nazis around every corner. And there's a super death plague that's killing everybody, even though you don't know anyone personally that's that's even had the fucking thing or died from it, let alone. Or if you do, it's like one. And they were 90 and had 16,000 previous uh, you know health problems. <laughs> or you're on the other side. These aren't these aren't um, these aren't issues that you can compromise on or or negotiate with or come to an understanding. There there it's a cult. It's to the point where people are going into Canadian Tire. For if you're American, it's basically a hardware store and uh, assaulted by the staff there, beat up, strangled, handcuffed. Because he's not he's not participating in the cult. He doesn't want to wear the mask. He doesn't have to. If your mask is working so well, you're fine. You're protected. So what do you care? Well, he's spreading it to other people. That's his choice. So that, that tells me that you don't believe in things like um, freedom, which is essential. You don't care about that. It, you, you feel like it's your job to impose the cult mandate on other people, strangers. You're going to physic to the point that you're, you're willing to strangle, assault, handcuff these people because they aren't participating in your cult. And, and we're, but we're the bad guys. Find somebody, uh, here's a challenge. Why don't you go through a history book and find me a time in history when the good guys that, you know, anyone with a, with, with a soul can sit around and go in this scenario, uh, do you think these people were generally good or bad people? And the people did things like limit free speech, lock people in their homes, arrest people for arbitrarily no reason, um, you know, take rights away, ban speech, disarm the population, tax them to oblivion, give their money away to foreign countries, routinely break the law, ethics violations, stealing money, embezzling money, corruption. Um, do you think they're good or bad? <laughs> you know, little benchmarks, little red flags that tell you what kind of world you live in. Like Julian Assange, who's still in prison. Trust the pen. What was his crime? Oh, he, he exposed a lot of secret communications between these people. And uh, it turns out they're all very bad. A lot of bad shit going on. And we can't have that. So they made an example out of him. He's doing life in prison. He's going to be extradited to the United States eventually. Um. Who knows? But um, he's already given, what, 10 or... F How many years has he been locked up now? It's crazy. And the, these idiot sheep people... So that, that, that's almost the benchmark. It doesn't... You can be the smartest person in the world. And I, I see this happen a lot. A lot of people say, hey, man, you know, I, I know... I have these friends and those friends, and they were so smart before. They were one of the smartest people I knew. And then this happened, and now they're all on board with the vaccine and the whole, you know, what happened? They're, they're cowards. Courage is more important than intelligence. You can be the smartest person in the world, but if you don't have the guts to follow through on something or to, or to you know, to accept harsh realities and, and, and face things like yourself in the mirror, if you don't have any, any kind of moral courage, you're useless. 
That's the smartest coward I've ever known. What has he ever done? Well, nothing. He can't do anything because he's petrified. He's consumed with fear. The, the very idea of stepping outside the collective established narrative is terrifying to them. They would never consider it. They would have never done it in their lives. And if you notice, these kinds of people are always that way. They're always whatever the mainstream. If they're pro this, they're pro that, and they're pro that. They're pro climate change. They're pro 9-11 was conducted by a bunch of hijackers from Saudi America. Saudi America. <laughs> Saudi Arabia with box cutters directed by a man in a cave who defeated the most sophisticated intelligence military network of all time. John F. Kennedy was shot by uh, a guy in a book depository <laughs> for no reason. In the front of the head somehow, even though he shot from <laughs> You know, just obvious. The The Las Vegas shooting happened because reasons. Why isn't the RCMP telling us what happened with Gabriel Warman? I'm sure they have a good reason. Let's never talk about it ever again. <sighs> you know, they, they always defer to the safe side, where the crowd is, where the most people are, because that's where they feel safe, in the herd, because they are sheep, they're cowards, they're, they're frightened, weak people. And I know people like that. They're in the army. They're in all kinds of... But again, moral courage. I think it's called the Ash Experiment. This is just the way most people are. And it, and it sucks, but it's like the job of people that aren't that way to try to balance it out. It doesn't take any courage to go to go along with everybody else. It doesn't take any kind of anything. It doesn't require you to do anything, to be anything at all. To shame people for not wearing masks and to suggest, to even insinuate that, hey, uh, I think the government might be really power tripping hard right now. No, that makes you a Nazi and a racist. That's crazy. Don't you want to? Don't you want to kill grandma? A lot of grandmas are dying already anyway because of the you know side effects and isolation and despair and being locked away from their families and they're dying alone. You can't even go see them. Because, you know, that would be crazy. We're going to save grandma by killing grandma. And another thing about the vaccine, when people talk about getting it, the ones that want it, how many of them are talking about their health? I'm seeing miracle cure stories now. Oh, hey, the vaccine will actually make you less likely to get cancer and Alzheimer's. and all that. It's a miracle vaccine. It fixes everything. It's amazing. It's amazing. No one says, well, I, I, I'm, I'm worried about my health. They say, I want to travel. I want to go back to work. I want to go here. I want to do this. I want to do that. So the vaccine for you then is about your own freedom. You're willing to exchange. You're willing to have your body compromised. You're willing to be injected with something that was just radically developed in six months by five, six, seven companies all at once at the same time, miraculously, which is an MRA vaccine, never been done before. It's going gonna, it's gonna to fuck with your DNA. You're willing to trade that so you can have things back that you already enjoyed, that you gave away because the government asked you. No, this isn't about freedom at all. No, it's definitely about health. That's why it's never talked about. <laughs> it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. A lot of times I think I have more in common with these psychos that run the world than the people that live in it. At least I understand what they're doing. These bumbling fools running around I don't even feel like I'm related to them as a species 
I watch some of the things they do, and I'm just, I'm like, I can't imagine being that person. It's outside the realm of imagination for me. Driving around with a mask, several masks on in their car. Why? Well, I gotta be safe. You you are safe. From You're afraid of something that can't hurt you. It, it, you, you wouldn't need, it would be self-evident, you wouldn't need the government to constantly remind you every day, 24-7, on the radio every 15 minutes, on TV every 10 minutes, every advertisement. It's made its way into movies and TV shows and popular culture now, celebrity, everywhere, m- music, everywhere. COVID, 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 COVID. Yes, yes, we know all about your cult. I've yet to see any mass graves or, you know, oh, the hospitals are falling apart. I've still yet to see one. I've seen a lot of videos and a lot of testimony from friends of mine that I personally know that work in these places that say, uh, yeah, it's the same as ever. If anything, it's actually less busy than it's ever been because people are afraid to come to the hospital for reasons because of this. I have had injuries and, you know, I won't go to the hospital because I don't want to be tested and fucked with and, you know, I don't, I don't want to deal with it. But TV says that's not true. Oh, it's frustrating. It's really irritating. 37 minutes. Another 15 minutes of this. <laughs> I just rant about nonsense. You know? But uh, it, it's crazy how the attitude has changed so so rapidly. But, I mean, it's got to work the other way, right? It has to. If you can, if you can change the attitude of, of the rank and file people in the world to... I'm, I'm responsible for myself. I'm, my, my fate is my own. I determine how I live my life, and I choose what I want to do. Whatever the consequences are, that's what they are, but I'll, you know, that's up to me. If I want to go outside, if I want to travel here, if I want to go to work, if I want to do that, and, and they say, hey, you know, there's a virus, it's risky, I'll say, noted, and if I want to do that, that's up to me. That's my choice. They're taking away people's choices to live their own lives. That's the very definition of what being in a free society is. We don't have freedom anymore. And all of these idiot morons, these sheep, it, they just, everything goes over their head. Everything. If it's not a Cardi B video or, or, or a viral fucking 60-second TikTok video or something they can easily wrap their heads around in a microsecond because it's so shallow and on the surface and empty and vacant and, and devoid of substance, unless it's, that, unless it's the fast food version of information, they don't understand it. They'll still go around and saying, oh, these soldiers, they died for our freedom. You gave it away. You don't even have it. You don't even appreciate it. You don't even know what it is. You're virtue signaling you don't care. You say you do, but your actions d- dictate. Your actions will show people you know, what really matters to them over time. you got to give them a while. But it's been a year. It's been a year, and most of the people, a lot of them, over half of them, uh, are not only fine with this, they're encouraging it. And when they talk about these restrictions and lockdowns, you know, you go to the social media pages and they're like, yay, thank you for keeping me safe. You're doing such a great job. You're a hero and blah, 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 blah. Because they're all about safety. What about the safety? What about all the people that have died from suicide and overdose? And, uh, you know, kids' help phone is up 400% this year over last year or 2020 over 2019. Domestic abuse is through the roof. Divorce. I know a lot of people have gotten divorced. But you're you're for all of this because you care so much about people, right? People are suffering more than they they have in quite, in my lifetime. 
And that, that's you know kind of what I was trying to get at before. It may not be physically challenging. We don't have you know rampaging hordes of the Chinese burning down our villages or anything. Um, unfortunately, there's not actually a plague. There's the flu and there's the cold. And if there is such a thing as COVID-19, it's so benign, it's not even worth mentioning. The entire country might as well be losing its collective shit over lightning strikes. No one go outside because lightning might hit you. That could happen. So that means stay home, stay safe forever and ever and ever. And they want vaccine passports. And you're going to have to get the vaccine every year, by the way. It's not a one and done thing. It's over and over and over and over and over again forever. Because it's a product. These people have created... Imagine if McDonald's could legislate that... You know, there's such a powerful lobby. And that... I'm against... These lobbies have got to go. These corporations, these people... The the country is supposed to be run by the people that live here. Not not Nike or Starbucks or ExxonMobil or the Koch brothers or the Irving family. Or the Rothschild Banking Syndicate. It's supposed to be run by the people that live here. So you got to get we got to get these people out of here. Imagine if one of these lobbies, like McDonald's, is pretty you know, Walmart could, this could happen someday. Walmart is basically taken over, if you haven't noticed. They control groceries now. A lot of people get their food there. Clothing, electronics. It's just, in the future, it's going to be go to the Walmart. I need a new car. The Walmart has those. I got to go to the doctor. Go to the Walmart. I'm looking at buying a house. The Walmart can get you a house. One giant mega corporation. Imagine one of these corporations like Walmart or, or let's say McDonald's managed to legislate that uh, it's the law that you must buy a six-pack of chicken nuggets every Friday or at least once a week. You have to. It's the law, and police will come by and make sure you've done it because it's the law. Is it good for you? No. Does it make any sense? No. But it's the law because very rich and very powerful people, much more so than us, uh, made that happen. Now we have a self-perpetuating, like a perpetual motion machine. It's going to make money forever. You're you're mandated to buy their products, just like our people are going to be forced to buy these vaccines forever and ever and ever. They're not free. We've spent billions of dollars on these on these nuggets, and they're going to keep getting them. And again, they're going to make it the law that you keep buying those nuggets. It's the law. Nuggets and a Coke every week. You better drink it too, or else. Or else there's going to be fines. And anyone that says this doesn't make any sense, I mean, it does make sense when you understand the, the, you know, the full picture. It's because people want to make money. They don't care about us. We're, we're cattle to them. We're their farm animals. We're just here to make them money. Right? But most people live in a world where that's not, it's not true. They live in a fancy uh, chocolate cakes and high fives uni- unicorn world where, um, you know, people are... All good and everything's fine. There's a few bad apples here and there, but generally everybody's doing their best and everybody's a good person. That's not true. It's the opposite. Generally, especially people running things in the last 20 years, definitely the last 10 years, are generally evil, bad, selfish, entitled, spoiled, arrogant, out of touch, and completely self-interested. And the higher up you go, the worse it gets. And those are there's red flags, things like that, like Julian Assange. Do you live in a good world or a bad world? If you lived in a good world, would this happen? Would this be acceptable? At least Orange Man's gone. We're back to bombing Syria now. We're probably going to go to war with Iran in the next couple of years. It may be sooner. But at least Orange Man's gone. These people are are completely, again, surface-level bullshit. They grab him by the pussy. Oh my god, he's evil! That freaks you out. 
but mass murdering people doesn't? There's a reason why people censor those pictures. You know, I would love to spam Twitter with that. Here's all the mangled corpses of women and children and men and families that uh, these people helped to destroy. You wanted Orange Man gone? He's gone. Now we got now we got the war machine back in charge. I'm not a big fan of Trump, but I'll give him that. At least he didn't he didn't go that route. Bombed an empty airfield once. Pfft. Biden's already got like 30 or 40 kills under his belt. Because they don't care about real things. They don't want to look because it's scary. Again, it takes moral courage to face this this version of reality and to accept it. And you can you can you can verify it. It's true. These aren't invisible people. They're very real. They have names. They have histories. They have companies. They have investments. They have meetings where they decide things in the open. They publish it on the internet, and then it happens. And we're like, uh, these are bad people. <laughs> what are we doing? And the sheep that they've they've programmed with their incredibly powerful propaganda machine known as, you know, the media, television, Hollywood, entertainment... There's another problem. How many years ago, like, how many hours a day did people spend being entertained in 1950? <laughs> Basically none. Or an hour, maybe, at the radio, 30 minutes. Listen to a radio program. Coming up next on Detective <laughs> Whatever Show. Call this number for your secret decoder ring and find out next week if Batman can escape the Riddler. No, now it's like, uh, oh, I just did a quick fucking 12-hour binge of a Netflix series. We Most people spend their time being just entertained like a sloth. Especially now. They're all home on Serb, and they're all getting drunk and taking drugs and, you know, watching TV because you can't go anywhere. And everybody's stressed out, and it's it's a difficult problem to solve, and what do we do? I all I know the first thing it needs to know most people need to people need to know what's going on they need to know they're under attack and they're being fucked with and then maybe we can we can do something about it but there's too many people that aren't paying attention more and more it's it's getting there there's more than ever um you know I'm not totally black pilled I'm pretty black pilled <laughs> but they wouldn't be trying this hard there wouldn't be this much conflict and uh and if they had total control they don't there wouldn't be these kinds of protests and movements and stuff popping up everywhere. There wouldn't be this many disgruntled people. Because they don't have to, if they had total control over it, no one would know a goddamn thing. It would be like in the Soviet Union where an entire town could just disappear in a vacuum and no one would even notice. Because no one was told about it. Because they had total control over information. If you tried to go to that town, they would just set up a, an army checkpoint and say, Ah, oh, chemical spill, can't come in here, real dangerous. If anybody asks, oh, yeah, it was a bad disaster. Everybody died from something. Chemical spill. I don't know. Oh, geez, that's what it is. There's no, there's no way to know otherwise. In fact, actually, it was just a, a rowdy town of political dissidents, and the Soviet Union came in, rounded everybody up, uh, killed most of the men, and sent the women and children off to the gulags. That's what really happened, but they'll never tell you. We don't, that's not the case now. And there, there's, there's a fight on right now to, to clamp that down. So I guess there's that. I mean... They wouldn't be trying this hard if it was, uh, if they were winning, you know, that easily, which is good. (laughs) 
and uh, it's going to get worse. And the worse it gets, the more likely it is. And that's the other unfortunate thing about these cowardly, you know, sheep people. I mean, you need them too. They do wake up and pay attention every once in a while. Once it impacts them personally, I didn't lose any. I didn't lose a job. I didn't. Uh, I mean, the, the travel restrictions, everything that they impact me personally, but. A lot of people, especially a lot of the boomers, I've noticed on online. Thank you, Doctor Strang, for keeping us safe. This is like some sixty-year-old fat woman living at home on a you know nothing pension or something. You know, she doesn't have a career or anything. A lot of these people are just sitting around anyway. Doesn't even affect them. And then, but somebody that does, until they have their job taken away, their livelihood taken away, something something really severe happens. All of a sudden, they go, okay, now this isn't cool anymore. They were all about it. For the previous year, and now that the now that the you know the plant's closed or the <laughs> your uh, you know your job's been replaced by a machine or whatever, now all of a sudden you're interested. Ugh, it's like the forest fire analogy. The forest is burning down, and it's coming this way. Well, I don't care. It's not my problem until it's burning your house down. Then all of a sudden it's your problem, and you go help somebody, help me. Well, you should have. You should realize. I can't remember who said that. I don't know if it was Kennedy or Martin Luther King or some some guy. Some idiot. Some asshole dead guy. Pfft, loser. Couldn't even stay alive forever. Pfft, what does he know? <laughs> said, uh, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. If something fucked up happens in your country, your world, you know, where there's corruption and liars and, and you know, and it's, it's permitted, no one stops it immediately in its tracks, like pull it out with the root, you get it early, like a tumor, like cancer. That's what this is. Our, our societies have been infiltrated by a cancer. And we should have caught it early and gotten rid of it immediately. But you ignore it, you know, and it spreads, and it spreads, and it spreads. And look at us now. Yay. <laughs> now, we went in the 1950s, you could take a gun to school. You could take your goddamn uh, 303 rifle to school. To go out with your friends, and you know, they had shooting ranges and court, they used to teach courses and stuff. Lock it up in your locker, whatever, leave it on the floor in your classroom. There's pictures of it. Used to happen all the time, no one cared. Drive around the, you know, 15 people in the back of a pickup truck. I don't recommend it, it's not safe, <laughs> you know. But the, 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 it's crazy. Even, not even the 50s, let's go to the 80s, the 90s, 1995 till now. 15 years ago. We went from that to, I, I can't go see my kids because the government said I'm not allowed to. And that's acceptable. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I mean, I do, but, uh, you know, it's going to be, it might be illegal, so I better be careful. Um, I'm going to read some of these. Thanks, guys, for uh, the support. I appreciate it. Uh, again, I do these live sometimes, most of the time. And I'm going to upload this to Spotify and Podbean and Apple and all the rest of it. After this, um, uh, Pumpkin Launcher is advertising his, his Discord. Mark, thank you. says, have a beer on me. Death to Stalin. I will do that. Corporal Pumpkin Launcher again says, how far the chain do you think they are in on the plan? Like, where does the collusion end and being a sheep begin? The doctor at the clinic, the cop in the street. That, yeah, I kind of mentioned that earlier, but. Most people are just going along. Take the take the path of least resistance. It's scary and it's inconvenient and it's you know takes some courage to to resist anything. So it's easier to just go along with it. As far as like who's actually like nefariously like this is what we're gonna do and this is how we get the money and this is how we fucking move from this phase to that phase. That is way up the that's probably above even the prime minister. 
Like, and Joe Biden, like Joe Biden doesn't know what the hell is going on. He doesn't know where he is. Kamala Harris, like the people that want to be out in front of the cameras, the attention whores and the narcissists, that's who, that's who makes your political leaders. The actual string pullers and the kingmakers, they're behind the scenes. You don't even know their names. One of them just died a little while ago, Sheldon Adelson. Who's that? You should find out. People like that, Price, the Koch brothers, these people are the ones that are really in charge. They never go anywhere. These family dynasties last forever. And they just, uh, you know, they hire the management, which is the who the prime ministers and uh, presidents and stuff are. Uh, Full Draw Scarf says, some action in Brampton. Cop crash? Dear God. Jessica, a bunch of disingenuous fucks. All of them are self-appointed moral betters are complete scum. I agree. Full Draw Scarf's uh, friend of mine in Simcoe, Ontario, just opened for eight days after months of lockdowns. He's a barber. They shut down again until further notice. Yep. His life is not essential. DJ Cogdell, uh, he says, I forgot you were streaming on weekends. Well, I mean, I just kind of record these for the podcast, but... Hope you're having a good day. Dating is more nightmarish than it has ever been because of the, uh, more of it is shoved online, which means even more fakes. Yeah. It's tough. Cocaine rim job. Uh, Canada Post suspending delivery to two Toronto high-rises because residents seen without masks. Wow. Mark Sear, thank you for the subscription, sir. He says, cheers from Timmins, Ontario. Thanks. Thank you. Northern Patriot says, thanks for coming on today. Voice of Reason helps us all realize we're the normal ones. Well, I mean, that's our version of reality. They think we're crazy and they're normal. So when you've got a society fractured along two lines of you're on one side or the other and either both sides think the other is insane, that's pretty bad. That doesn't bode well <laughs> for the future. And worse, again, we're not the ones telling everybody to do what we say or else that's them. We're just saying, just leave us alone. We just want to, we just want to live our lives and be left the hell alone. And say, no, you're not allowed to. You're going to do this, this, that, or that, or else. And if you don't like it, we'll punish you more. We'll put you in jail. We'll give you fines. We'll send you to COVID isolation camps. We'll cancel your business. We'll audit you. We'll send cops to your house. I see. And you're the good guys, right? You're the benevolent, uh, caring leaders that care so much about our health and safety. Really? Nine out of ten doctors recommend Camel Cigarettes for expectant mothers. Help keep your weight down and keep your heart strong with Camel Cigarettes. <laughs> DDT for me. Keep those mosquitoes off your children. Spray them with DDT this summer to prevent mosquito bites. Sponsored by Pepsi and Coca-Cola. No, it's trust the science. It's never wrong. Because science <laughs> scientists... Or people pretending to be scientists are impossible to uh, to bribe or co- coerce or intimidate. No, it doesn't happen ever. They're benevolent. They believe in the science and they're moral upstanding people. You know who else were scientists? Like uh, Joseph Mengele was a scientist. <laughs> so, you know, maybe, maybe careful with that line of thinking. One last one at the end. Great White Lobster. Tom McDonald's Clown World was dope. He's great. I've always liked him. Uh, somebody introduced me to him a couple of years ago. He had 70,000 subscribers, I think, on, on YouTube, and now he's got a couple million, maybe. He's uh, doing quite well. His entire music career is just him and his girlfriend in their house. No producer, no record label, no anything. And he's basically stepped over the entire industry by himself, which is proof that, it, you know, it can be done. It can be done. It's just hard. Doesn't mean it's not. Uh, it doesn't mean it's impossible. How many homes are filled with asbestos? Uh, yeah, that's right. 
Oh, it's just the more things change, the more they stay the same. Always trust authority. Never question it. Remember when we read Animal Farm in 1984 in high school? Those are probably on the band, the 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 burn list again on Friday. If you have if you missed that one, it's available on Spotify and everything podcast right now. Before they cancel me for copyright infringement. <laughs> the hell was I just talking about? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. That's going to that's gonna do it for me. Anyway, uh, thanks, guys, for, for coming out. And uh, I'll be back, what is it, Sunday, Monday, tomorrow. I think it's going to be the first one I do. I don't think I'm going to drink anymore. I am going to take a lot of weed oil, though, because I can't sleep without it. So I do tend to get a little silly. But again, you know, things are getting kind of crazy, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a. It's been a while since I've put any kind of hardcore effort into my health, and I think I think I'm gonna do that now. Um, I gotta get back and I gotta get uh, back in fucking fighting shape, just in case, you know. And it's a good hobby. It's a good it's a good thing to do with your time. Keeps you mentally robust, physically uh, strong, spiritually strong. Your immune system up. You know, the government doesn't recommend that. It says don't go outside. Don't go to the gym. Don't go to stay home. Stay safe. These are all things that make you sick. Going outside, social interaction, physical exercise, uh, vitamin D, the sun, fresh air. These keep you healthy. Eating good food keeps you healthy. And the only food that, you know, well, you can go to McDonald's. That doesn't have to close. It's essential. And the liquor store is essential. It's all essential. And Netflix is essential. Staying home is essential. You know. Anyway, something to consider. Uh, let me just get out of here now. All right, and uh, that'll do it. RagingDissident.tv is the website. If you want to go there, all the social media uh, social media links are there. Telegram, Gab, all that crap. YouTube channel, if you want to subscribe to that, go ahead before they ban us. And, of course, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, The Ragecast, where I sit here for several hours and lose my entire mind as a pressure relief valve because it's that <laughs> it's that or I go full joker and nobody wants to see that least of all me uh, thanks for joining us and I will see you next time Pro Patrick Six Temper Tyrannus fuck you make me <laughs>